Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one, Dr. Everything will be alright.
That was Let's Go Crazy by Prince and the Revolution, and this is the Jukebox Club Podcast. Chris, how you doing? Welcome back. How's it been, man? It's been pretty good. Pretty good. We just watched Purple Rain. The movie. The movie. Weird, weird feeling for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a weird thing. I like how you were like, I think we just got together to watch. Uh... <laughs> we just got together to watch a musical. We just watched a musical, yeah. <laughs> we sat on the same couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, it was good though. I mean, yes, I I totally was just like this is gonna be horrible, and I just I was yeah. laughing at it, which we 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 kind of were laughing at like weird. There's a few weird. Parts. There's a lot of weird facial expressions Prince was making the entire time. Prince's, uh, but I mean, it was totally purposeful, you know. What yeah, I mean? it was. Yeah. I, I I don't think it took itself too seriously, and uh, I don't know. I I enjoyed it actually. Like I yeah. did not think I would like it at all. No. Um, I fully went into it thinking I was going to Because hate it. the album itself, uh, Purple Rain, the album, mm-hmm. I uh, was kind of lukewarm on. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the movie, I, I, it made the songs more entertaining because you actually get a little tiny bit of a backstory and all the other shit you kind of have to fill in for yourself. Yeah. With as little dialogue as there was in that movie. Yeah, there was. It was, like I said, it was strange, but it was also, you, you do like the album more, though. Yeah. So I recommend watching the movie, then listening to the album. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, I didn't have, I mean, a lot of times you have, like, a place, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but, like, a place in your heart for certain songs. No, yeah, yeah. And now, like, when I hear these Prince songs, I'm going to think of this movie and be like, oh, this is what, you know, this is what Prince was doing during this bit. You exactly, know what I mean? yep. Whereas, kind of, like, the album was just like, oh, I'm going to listen to it so I know about it to do the podcast. You yeah. Know what I mean, so after watching the movie, it definitely made the album more full, I guess. I, th- I think so. You know what I mean? It wasn't as, you know, like you said, you, you like it a lot more. Yeah. yeah I, I, I do now anyway. I think I appreciate it more. Right. Than just listening to it like as a one-off. Yeah. It's not. Uh, so the uh, opening song that the listener <laughs> just heard. Singular. <laughs> Our moms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our moms just heard was uh, Hi, Mom. Let's Go Crazy by... Uh, Prince and the Revolution, as and the I revolution. said. Um, I really like this song, uh, the, the first one off the album. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When I heard it, I got really excited for the album because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be all up-tempo like this. Yeah. And just was like, all right, this is sweet. Like, let's get going. And then, like, it immediately drops just, you off yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, like, love songs and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm not into this at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You kind of have to be in the mood. Yeah. I, I watched a live performance of Let's Go Crazy. How was that? It was funny. Like, I, I mean, obviously it was Strange. just on YouTube. Like, I don't want right. to come off as saying, I saw him live. Mm. No. Uh, but, yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, he comes out with this big coat on, and he's, like, spinning around in circles the whole time. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as the song ends, he takes, like, all of his clothes off. He's done. <laughs> he's like, fuck that huge coat. <laughs> just wear a shirt now and. I don't, actually, he probably wasn't wearing a shirt. Just just some probably. weird button fly pants. Yeah, with like the uh, the Pennywise it clown shirt. <laughs> the blouse. The blouse. <laughs> Blouses. The Pennywise it clown. Yeah, what is that clown like neck thing? I don't know, but it's, it can't be comfortable. Yeah, you, you know those like party things that like come really small and then you bend them out yes yes like those party fans that's pretty much what they're wearing that's, across their neck yeah that's his collar <laughs> uh but the whole intro though dearly beloved we are gathered here today you know what i mean uh 
to get through this thing called life. I've heard that so many times. Right. Like parodied so many times. Never knew that it started as a, as yeah. a Prince intro. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm trying to think maybe you, where was that parodied? Do you know? bunch of places i'm gonna look it up yeah kill, kill time i know for a fact <laughs> like i said kevin smith loves prince and loves purple rain so maybe but then again you said you've never seen um jansen and bob strikes back when they reference it no i've so, never seen that one that there was a lot of things in there that i i recognized just from like jokes from the movie that i didn't right. get before that now i'm like oh that's where that's from um here's actually a weird story so i I listen to Howard Stern a lot. Big Howard Stern fan, and he was at a party where Prince was playing at like a party atmosphere, like a small room kind of deal. Yeah, like okay. literally like someone, some famous person's um, party, and they were like, "Oh, Prince is gonna perform." So they all go in this room and sit down, and they said Prince came up. There was there wasn't even a stage; it was just like a little like piano um, place holder and he just like stepped up there and started to play but he requested all the lights be turned off <laughs> so howard was like he actually started with let's go crazy right Howard's like oh this is gonna be fucking badass so he said he stands up walks over and turns the light switch on and he said as soon as he did it the song was over they were all clapping and he said as soon as the clapping died down prince like he goes just just commanded was like Turn that fucking light off. And like the lights instantly went off and Howard was like, fuck this man. I'm not going to sit here and watch him in the dark. So I guess he left being the biggest Prince fan. He always talked about him and stuff yeah. like that. But I always thought that was really funny. He was yeah. just like, nah, I don't want that. I couldn't find where I heard that before the whole dearly beloved thing. But I, I think it was like in a scene in a movie where there's like people about to get married and mm -hmm. they like quote the Prince thing. You know what I mean? That's it's like, it's some kind of comedy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I wish I knew. You'd think I'd come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that we didn't really know. Yeah, well, I mean, I, mean, we I knew the song. I knew the song going into it. The yeah. hearing it, you yeah. know. Like, I think seeing it, too, helped a lot. Yeah, just like the big cascading light behind him, and it's like kind of foggy. Yeah. That's just yeah. how I picture every one of his shows. <laughs> Absolutely. With all, like, the random moves. Yeah. Remember he did, like, the... He, like... Kicked the microphone and oh, caught yeah. it with and his other foot, it with and, like other spun foot. it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, I guess if you're like a singer in a band, you're like, I gotta do like cool stuff while I'm not holding my guitar. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, could you imagine him sitting there practicing, like catching the mic stand with his ankle? And how many <laughs> times he probably did it? He's <laughs> uh, like, oh, I got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I interesting note on uh, let's go crazy was uh, there's that. Like bridge to the chorus is like don't let the elevator bring you down. Oh no, let's go. Well, he's actually saying D elevator, like D E tag elevator. Oh really? Yeah, I just like looked up. I just brought up the lyrics randomly, and it says D elevator, which I thought he was saying the elevator, is a metaphor for the devil. Oh wow! Hinting at the spiritual subtext of Let's Go Crazy. Renaming or coding the devil in various guises is a move that Prince returned to repeatedly in his work. For instance, the devil appeared in Spooky Electric during the Love Sexy era, and as wow. Gemini slash the Joker during the Batman era. So anytime he references the Joker in one of his songs, he's talking about the devil. He's talking about the devil. Where he's wow. in this song, he says "de elevator," talking about the devil. That's crazy. So he's saying, Don't let the elevator bring you down. Let's go crazy. 
Wow. <laughs> just an interesting little tidbit. That I really can, is. I, I just found out well, now. We, knew, like, we were talking before when the movie was first starting. We said about Prince was a was it Jehovah's Witness. Uh, let me confirm that. I'm okay. pretty sure, though. But yeah, go ahead. But it would tie back to all that, you know, the spiritual stuff. Because yeah. I, knew, I knew, like, just the little bit of research I did do on Prince, he was very into that stuff. And real controversial, too. He would always talk about, like, you know, conspiracy theories and yeah and all that, you know. The, um, what are those things called with the planes? Chemtrails. Chemtrails, yes. He was really into that. <laughs> um, I, I, just on a quick Google, it just says he was a, uh, conservative Christian. But I, I, I heard somewhere he was, uh. Jehovah's Witness. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's somebody else. Maybe. But uh, it says right here, this is like a headline, he's opposed to gay marriage. I, <laughs> I, don't, know. I don't know why that came up. But, wow. Um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. I, I know the whole Kevin Smith thing. Mm-hmm. He had a stand... That's his name, right? The director of... Uh, yeah. yeah. He had a stand-up where he was... Uh, it was about you remember the movie Red State that he uh, did? Yeah. I think he was touring Red State showing it and then he would stand up and talk after it. Mm-hmm. And that's when the um what were those Baptist guys called? The, like the crazy ones that would like protest military funerals and all that oh, stuff. Oh, um The God hates uh fuck, what were they? <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. They were like a family. Yeah, there's something Baptist. <laughs> Can you think? It's just us West, googling shit on West the West something wasn't it? West Westboro? West Bur- something West. Nah, I, I don't want to. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Westboro but... Baptist Church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Westboro Baptist Church. It's funny. Okay. It has a one star review on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was there. I was like, yeah, fuck this yeah, place. This is, it wasn't very fun. Fuck. <laughs> um, but so they that family or people of that family mm-hmm. like i guess they were mad at kevin smith because he was totally in the movie red state targeting them yeah uh and so they would show up to his you know viewings and like protest and, mm-hmm. and kevin was always like they never harmed anyone they never touched me you know they would just be there with signs that would be like uh i think he said one literally said red state faggot yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's actually a tangent story but uh so he, I guess he invited them in one time, mm-hmm. and it was just like, why don't you just come watch the movie? And he said they were very civil and like sat there and watched the movie, but they, uh, like halfway through, got up and he like walked up to him and he was like, "Are you leaving?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna watch this anymore." But they, they were like, "But you can keep these," and they gave him all the protest signs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said that later, I guess he took them home and like just put them like in his like mud room or right next to his front door just because he had these Westboro Baptist signs and he was just like I'm not going to throw these out and his wife or girlfriend at the time was like you need to get rid of those <laughs> and he's like no and she's like clean your shit up and I guess one day they came home and uh, the signs had fallen over and it just said red state faggot and his daughter was with them and she's too young to you know that yeah. but she knew how to read right. and she looked at the sign and went red state faggot what is that the sequel <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. But the the whole reason I'm saying that is because during that, you know, whatever he was touring where he was talking about that, he talked about collaborating with Prince. Mm-hmm. And he said how Prince was like every show he wanted to do with Kevin Smith was like 
him trying to convert people and like getting them super into religion and stuff. And he yeah. was just like, I had no idea, friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually Nick, my brother, he's really into the Kevin Smith things. There's a, uh, it's actually a DVD. He put it out. It was like a Q and A he did. It's called mm. an Evening with Kevin Smith. That and, might um, actually be it. That, that, that he's done a bunch of them. I know that. But um, the one he goes into this long, detailed story. It's like maybe forty-five minutes to an hour story of print. You can look it up. Yeah, on YouTube. That, that's, that's, that's really exactly great. what I'm referencing. But yeah, he, he was, was talking like... about like yeah, like that meeting he had yeah. where they made him listen to the album, and then yeah. he was asking people questions, and he told Kevin Smith like, "Don't swear." Like he yeah, did not want yeah. Kevin Smith to swear. And um, just saying how he was kind of an odd, yeah, an odd guy. Yeah, but Kevin Smith was like totally like starstruck by him the oh, whole yeah. time. Oh yeah. And I know Kevin Smith is is a pretty devout Christian too, if I'm not mistaken. He is, but he likes to. Uh, he's he's like a, he's not like a church goer, but he's just like I owe everything I have to God. So yeah. I'm sure him and Prince were on the same level with with some of the stuff. With that you know stuff. I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And I know he said, he claims he was a fan of uh the kevin smith movies but kevin smith was like he would drop subtle hints of like jokes oh, okay. in his movies and, and prince, prince would be like fuck you talking about <laughs> and he was like i know this dude isn't a fan of my movies um but yeah if you ever have time it's really i could listen to kevin smith talk all day yeah but it's a really great story I'm of pretty sure talking to prince i'm stuff. pretty sure I, that's i think i listened to the red state one and that one like back to back and i'm just confusing the two because i remember specifically him telling a story about how he would like gather young people in these rooms and like Prince would sit there and talk to these people and he's just and uh he would make uh Kevin Smith film it. Yeah. And then he'd be like, We're out of battery and Prince would be like, I don't care, keep filming and then like Kevin Smith would be like, I guess just pretend like you're filming just, even though we're out of battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to he was talking to like one of his, his um managers or something, and they were like, Prince will make really crazy um requests and stuff and they're like what do you mean and I, i'm gonna fuck up this thing but he was like if it's like three in the morning he'll come to them and be like i want a draft right now like you know what i mean like he did <laughs> yeah. he would just make these crazy fucking things up and people were just like it's print so yeah <laughs> we're gonna see what we can do <laughs> that's incredible but yeah like i said it's really good yeah. really good listen there's a uh a comedian dwayne perkins going on that whole thing like i need uh, a giraffe right now uh he was talking about uh how he kind of got a little bit of attraction as a comedian so he was like getting asked to do stuff and he said he went to some fair and he met a monkey he was like i literally like was introduced <laughs> to a monkey and like shook his hand and he was like on stage he's like that's my challenge to you he's like go out and meet a fucking monkey i guarantee <laughs> you will not be able to meet a monkey <laughs> he's like oprah maybe could meet a monkey he's like but none of you fuckers could meet a monkey like, that's what i got on you <laughs> that's great <laughs> prince could meet a monkey I prince, like. yeah he wants it to just appear yeah <laughs> Um, so going back to like I guess the movie, uh, th- this is gonna be a weird one. We should I should have said this in the intro, but it, it's gonna be like a comparison, or not a comparison, but maybe a side by side view of not only the album but also the movie we just watched. Right, right. Well, I think you, you take more from the movie than you do the album. Oh, I absolutely did. So yeah. that's what's kind of yeah. So it it gave the like I said it it gave it you know filling to these songs that I had just heard. You yeah. know what I mean? That like oh okay this is like kind of because I think he intended on making the movie and was like, I'm going to do a soundtrack for the movie as one of my albums. Right. So he intended for this to be kind of like a 
not a concept album, but like a one after the other song, 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 and this is going to be one big story. Right. Which they actually didn't stick to the order of the track listing in the movie, which pissed me off. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made sense for the... The story. The story of it. Because you can't not put Purple Rain last on the album. You know what I mean? And then Purple Rain being played in the movie, and then they have to come back for the encore. And then they're just like, oh, let's just throw these other two let's songs. Just these, yeah, we got to finish the album. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of wish it would have been the end. Like, just... Yeah. Well, there was like a, that he struck a pose with the light behind him, and it freeze-framed on him. That was pretty cool. And it was like, that's the end. And then, like, he came back for the encore. He just, yeah. <laughs> he totally but, movie encore out. Movie encore. He did. Which Brian Fallon not have been happy about that. Nope. I actually just heard someone talking. Oh, Kevin James. Mm -hmm. Another comedian. We keep going back to comedians. Um, uh, the dude from King of Queens, if that's not clear. Uh, or my I, dad. Your dad is named Kevin James. He is. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How crazy is that? That's incredible. My uncle is Rick. No. Yeah. Bitch. And on on Facebook, when he put in Rick James, they wouldn't let him do it. Uh, They're like, "There's too many." This Rick is James. this is copyright. Like uh, you're not okay. really. So he's Eric Rick James. He just put his middle name first because wow, it's like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, Kevin James, uh, I totally lost my train of oh encores. He said he went and yeah. saw Aerosmith and they didn't play Dream On. And he's just really? like, well, they leave and come back for the um, encore. And he's like, no other profession does that. He's like, you don't get your taxes done. And your guy's like, here's what we did. And then, like, walks <laughs> away. And he's like, wait, where's my refund? And he's like, I can't hear you. He's like, where's my refund? And then he comes back. And he's like, here's what you got. <laughs> That's talked, great. We had a whole discussion about how kind of we don't like encores. Yeah. Like, I, I, I wish it was just uh, – I can understand being like, I need to just take a break. Mm -hmm. But I wish that's what it was understood as. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I, know, I guess that takes the the magic Shit. out of it. Well, you know what I mean? But everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. I, show. I like. I much rather prefer the the lead singer just doing like maybe an acoustic or like something on the piano. And then the whole band coming back. Yeah. And that being like, because I've seen that um, considered the encore. Right, you right. Know? Like yeah. Laura will do, from Against Me, will do like, you know, something. Yeah, an acoustic, like two or three acoustic uh, songs. I'm like blanking then, on an acoustic song. From, uh, uh, Bamboo Bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do that, and then, well, no, the one we saw was Baby I'm an Anarchist in yeah. Columbus. She did Baby I'm an Anarchist, but it was just her acoustic, and then the band came back right. out to finish it. Um, yeah, but the, the whole encore thing, and we just, we were looking at Prince set lists, like mm -hmm. the ones he was touring before he passed and it was just kind of like he had like four encores where he would leave and come back and it's like dude you are wearing those people out he's probably <laughs> changing now yeah if i'm having a guess yeah i've never seen it but well i mean we got a little back there insight in the movie where he kind of it, it to me that that was a true encore in the movie he played purple rain for the first time mm -hmm. and the crowd was like oh my god this is beautiful and wanted more right and he was back in the dressing room and he came out of the dressing room people were applauding him he sees his girlfriend he's like oh i gotta get back out there yeah you know what i mean like if that was like the case that i mean i'm sure that's how encore started it's just like they're not letting you leave you need to go give those people another song right which is kind of what happens in the movie but now it's just kind of like oh that's we expect him to you know he's not gonna play that till the end it's so. protocol now yeah. Or if like the band doesn't play the song you think they're gonna play, 
and then they walk off. It's just like, yeah, they're going to come back and play that exact song. It's going to be. Yeah. I remember the first time I really didn't get mad, but I was, like, annoyed. I remember Newfound Glory was, like, it's, like, one of my first times seeing them, but they're, like, hey, we're done. This is our last song. And, like, nobody knew it. And I was, like, what the fuck? They're not going to do My Friends Over You. Literally stopped the song maybe not even a minute in and went right into my friends over you oh so they like did a trick it was like a fake out i was like oh okay now i got you but i much i I do like the i like how they did it in the movie Mm -hmm. like he wasn't sure people were going to accept purple rain yeah and he heard them all cheering so then he was like all right i'm gonna give him more yeah i guess i mean obviously i can't expect anyone listening to this to have seen the movie right right quick little backstory is it's Prince, who was known as the kid in the movie, we actually had to look it up because no one called him by his name. Which is Everyone weird. just called him the kid. Uh, he works at some, like, nightclub, I guess? Yeah. I, I hate to call it a nightclub because that just puts an image in people's head. It was it was more of a club where just there was a stage and bands would play there all the time and there was a bar. So I guess a nightclub. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he would just play there every night and... It's just about him and his parents fight when he goes home and then he meets this girl and then like after a day they are talking about getting married. Yeah. And then one thing leads to another, yada, yada, yada. But he keeps another guy in another band at the bar is like stealing his girlfriend from him. Uh, Morris. Right? Yep. And then Morris Day. Morris Day. Yeah, Morris Day in the time. Uh, Jerome was his they, uh, yeah, buddy. with his buddy Jerome. The best that was the best guy in the movie. He, he was awesome. <laughs> and he tapped on the window. Which, yeah, <laughs> to make it go down. <laughs> to make it go down. <laughs> <laughs> which the the whole movie is a bunch of musicians that play themselves, mm-hmm. but they're not. I mean, when you say play themselves, you're you're playing a character, but you're called yourself. It right. is essentially what they were doing. Whereas, except Prince, he was the kid. Um, so he eventually his dad ends up shooting himself and he's the, his fellow band members are mad at him because Prince the kid is like a big douchebag in the movie you yeah, know what I mean? yeah like he's a, like he did nothing in that movie that wasn't cringeworthy or like why are you you're an idiot yeah knock it off um, he drove a purple motorcycle and lived with his parents makes no sense <laughs> very little sense was made there yeah when they showed Prince driving on that purple motorcycle and he pulls up to his like parents house and it was like in a shitty neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like, they made that neighborhood look really oh, shitty. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, pulls up, and, like, his his mom and dad are, like, yelling at each other. I'm like, what? what's Prince fucking living yeah. with his parents yeah. for? You expect he has a nice motorcycle, yeah. these nice clothes, and you're telling me he's poor now? Like, he just had a cape on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't live with your parents if you wear a cape. He just, fog appeared, and then he just appeared, mm. and now he's poor. Yeah, and those sunglasses he was wearing the whole time. Uh. Which were, I guess, cheater sunglasses because he put them on to read stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. We thought he threw them in the river at one point. Yeah, it was a rock. It was a rock, though. It did look like he threw <laughs> He took his sunglasses off and chucked a rock. He chucked them. Fuck them. But, so the the movie comes to a big crescendo where he f- realizes how much of a douchebag he's being to his you know, parents, his girlfriend, his uh, band members. So he kind of gives into his band members and plays a song that they wrote with his dad's spin on it because mm-hmm. his dad was a musician as well and he finds his old writings after he shoots himself and it turns out to be Purple Rain. <laughs> Purple Rain. <laughs> Which is just like, I like the idea of him showing up like right before they're about to go on and be like, 
we need to play this song that yeah. you guys have no idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else knows yeah. or lyrics or anything. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch... I'll come up with the lyrics on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch those girls because it was their song. But I, yeah. when they were first rehearsing, I didn't catch... I didn't realize it was Purple Rain because no. they were just playing the chord structure of it. Yeah. And then when Prince started playing it on the piano, you were like, that's Purple Rain. And I'm like, is it? Yeah. And then when they blended together, it's like, okay. That's... So it was kind of a cool like background of how... like. They took one part from here, one part from here, and made it into a song. Yeah. And, like, it sounds ridiculous, like, talking about it, but it w- it wasn't an entertaining movie. It didn't have a good story, but in terms of, like, this is a visual album. Yeah. Uh, which I guess sounds really pretentious. But, yeah. But it it made no. it for good. Like, I was, I was yeah. thinking, the whole time I was watching, I'm thinking, like, oh, what other albums could make, like, a good story where you can kind of sneak the songs in to fit? You know right. what I mean? I'm sure there's so many, like the Blue Album, like think of a kid like in the 90s, like some nerdy kid, you know what I mean? And just his name is Jonas. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there you go, boom, movie. And right there, yeah. <laughs> but I think the, the tricky part is like this was, the movie was successful. Like it made a lot of money. Critics loved it. And then critics also loved the album. So I think to get those two together where right. both people are saying, okay, this is really good. Right. I mean, if you talk to anybody that likes Prince, they say Purple Rain's, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the big song. Like, if you know who Prince <clears throat> is, it's because of Purple Rain. You right. You know what I mean? And that's the whole... I mean, it is it is good. There's there's some good things on the album. It's just... they You have to see the movie to tie it all right, together. Right, yeah. I, I definitely appreciated the movie more than I appreciated the album. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Not that I hated the album by any means. No, it was no, just, no. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... I guess going back to the whole thing, uh, uh, yeah, it makes Purple Rain mean something to mm-hmm. me. Uh, because before I was just, I mean, you see, uh, me, I see a nine-minute song, I'm like, fuck, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eight but, minutes and 41 seconds. Yeah, and I'm wow. just like, damn it. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, strap in, let's go. Let's do it. But in the movie, like I, we both looked at each other like, was that the whole song? Which I, I might have been, but it didn't feel like it because it – it kind of lets you linger on the thought of like, oh, okay, like this is the end of the movie. This is him, you know, looking back on his dad and realizing maybe they had a lot more in common, which is kind of when doves cry, part of the lyric, maybe I'm just like my father. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a lot more in common than they thought, even though they just argued constantly. Right. Um, like his dad was end up hitting his mom, and throughout the scene, Prince like smacks his girlfriend around out of the toward, just like no for no reason. Like yeah, yeah, just like get off the motorcycle, and he like cocks back to hit her, and it's just like damn, Prince, like yeah. you were just quick to punch a lady in just, the face. What did she say? Oh, the first time she was joining the other guys. Uh, she said, I'm, "I'm gonna join a band," and he smacked her because he didn't trust. Uh, but it was like instantly. Yeah. Like, he didn't even, like, ponder it. He just, like, smacked Smack her instantly. <laughs> and then was just, like, immediately, like... like what the fuck is going he's on? He's a bad person. And this is, like, Prince, you just hit her. You have to at least apologize for that, get over that, and then go back to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't even figure out why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was right after that girl got him... That, that Another thing added to the final scene is he's playing the guitar. His girlfriend got him. Right. For the first time, whereas his girlfriend and him were in, like, a rocky thing where they kind of hated each other. And then he debuts the Purple Rain song with the guitar that his girlfriend got him. It's meaningful. Yeah, so it it, it was cool. Like it it was a film where it was just like ah, this doesn't have much story, but 
the whole song of Purple Rain kind of wraps up like, oh my god, like this. Okay, this yeah. is like him getting over, like maturing essentially. Right. I remember going the, through the whole thing thinking like, Prince is a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I'm sorry, the kid. The kid is a. The douche. kid is a douche. Uh, yeah, you know everything he does is cringy. The way he kissed his girlfriend was weird. <laughs> Every fucking time they kiss, it is. I defy someone not to watch that and cringe. Just every time. Yeah, you, I, I don't know uh, if they was like, yeah, just kiss her really weird, dude. Yeah. And he's like, all right, yeah, that'll be fun. I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole, like I go back to the word crescendo of like, oh, okay, like everything in this scene has like a little bit of meaning to it. Yeah. Which yeah. is a cool, like you, I, I can't really say that about much, especially not a freaking musical, which... No. I hate musicals, but I yeah. I was just like, that was a cool ending to a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was cool. Um, I could say it's my favorite musical now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend it unless you're prepared to, uh, like, I don't even know what I'd say. Like, I, um, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. <laughs> probably not. I mean, yeah. I would... It's it's fun to, to bullshit about like what makes a good ending to a movie, right? And you know you could say like a high stakes thing that goes well or goes bad mm-hmm. or you know a twist here, but that was like a cookie cutter movie. Is just like okay, he, you know his his father dies and he kind of pays tribute to him, which is like how many movies is like that, right? And you know he gets his he gets back together with his girlfriend. Okay, that's literally every movie you could ever imagine. Yeah. And yeah. then also the whole bandmates thing where he realizes he's a douchebag and he's like, no, we should totally play the song you wrote. I was wrong. Right. Uh, but the way they convey that with you know the kid in the movie, aka mm-hmm. Prince, doesn't have many lines, and a lot of times he's just ignoring people. It's his whole like attitude in the movie. Is yeah. He's just looking off into the distance while people are talking to him, and is like, and they're just like, "You're an asshole," and he's just staring off into the distance, like, "Whatever." He I don't has care. no desire to. Yeah. Uh, so the way they, you know, completed that story arc of him, you know, oh, I won't be a douchebag anymore. Yeah. Uh, without him saying, "Oh, I'm sorry" to his girlfriend, or him saying anything to his dad, yeah. or him saying anything to his bandmate, he gets gets on stage and he's like, "This is a song my bandmates wrote." And it shows them, and they're like, oh, shit, he's playing our song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then his girlfriend's in the crowd crapping. Clap, crapping. Crapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going into this heartfelt, like, this is, I'm passionate about this scene. And, and then she's crapping. just crapping. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in the you know crowd clapping, and then after he comes back out of his dressing room, she's standing there, he gives her a kiss, and then immediately runs back out on the stage to kind of say, like, all right, you know, I tied up all my loose ends. Now, now I'm giving back to the right. fans, and they just said all that with you know him just going back out for an encore. I, yeah, I just, maybe I'm looking into it, and they were just like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. No. We just had because I got that too because yeah. he stood there and he said, I want to dedicate this one to my father. Yeah, which he's getting yeah. that out of yeah. out on the open. And he he doesn't say to any, like he has a really poor communication throughout the movie. He right. doesn't tell anyone, hey, my father just killed himself. Right. He doesn't tell anyone, me and my girlfriend are going through a rough patch. He doesn't say any. Like, when he finds out his band members never showed up, he's just like, whatever. Like yeah, they, he no, they should have been here. Like, he, he doesn't even think, like, maybe they're mad at me. Right. You know maybe I, mean? I fucked up. But he literally, he, like you said, in one few minutes there, he just says, you know, here's yeah. everything. Here's the guitar that she gave me that yeah, I wasn't exactly. appreciative of. Here's the, for my father. He's, yeah. You know, and I think it was weird because I thought that maybe some of them did know because of how serious they got. Or maybe they just took it as his, he had a serious tone. Yeah. So they weren't because he never 
comes out and says it. Well, yeah, the band you, mem- never, you never see the band members say like, "Oh crap, your father died." You know yeah, what I mean, you just kind of see him throw a fit over it and then immediately go play that show. Right, right. So, which I is probably that night. Yeah, like it I, just that's what I would kind of think. Yeah, it's kind of like a three day span is what the movie takes place in. Of, mm-hmm. I, yeah, like what, like now that we're talking about it, it's just like I kind of I liked that movie a yeah. lot. Like that was, that yeah. was a decent movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean it was cringy and stupid and very. Uh, cliche yeah but i don't know the ending like was just that's like one of the best endings i've ever seen it was really fucking good yeah (laughs) the ending was yeah fantastic really really good um so going back to like comparing the album with the uh, movie uh the second song take me with you is playing while he's riding his shiny purple motorcycle with the girl he had just met yeah into the woods i guess with his high heels on oh uh uh lake something Minnetonka. Minnetonka. You need to. You need to cleanse yourself in Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> and then the girl strips all her clothes off, jumps in, and he goes, "That wasn't Lake Minnetonka." <laughs> That's the best. Uh, but yeah, the, it's playing the song "Take Me With You" as these two are quote unquote falling in love. I hate to use that term, but right in a movie that they takes are. space. And takes place over three days. That's mm-hmm. what they're conveying is, oh, these two are falling in love, right. even though they're just in the middle of the woods, both in high heels. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> you enough, you know, wearing fucking open-chested, <laughs> you know, yeah. like leather. They look like X Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prince is just doing yeah. popping willies. Yeah, but but as as a guy <laughs> listening to the album, I liked "Let's Go Crazy" because it had a kind of upbeat fun you know in the car yeah. kind of feel right right take me with you i'm not you know i'm just not the target person for that song y- yeah right uh, right you know that, that's it's a love song in its truest form but it was cool to see it you know conveyed through a movie while they're playing a movie you know about the album that the movie is about the album yeah the album's about the movie yada 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 because you kind of know what's coming if you've heard the album yeah so it's kind of like okay i get what's yeah yeah i was i was I kept looking at my phone throughout the movie mm-hmm. and I was just looking at the track list of the uh, album and I'm like, okay, something's going to happen next. Like I was waiting for Darling Nikki. Yeah. Darling Nikki's a very aggressive song. Yes. And I'm like, they're definitely going to fight. And Something he's, bad's going to happen. Gonna, like, say Darling Nikki, you know, come out and say, yeah, come back Nikki. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which that was another one. That was kind of like a, that was a really weird scene. Yeah, I think, I think what that was he he was mad at her for joining that band, so yeah. he made up this song called Darling Nikki, like he was cheating on her, even though he wasn't. Right. I think that was the whole point of it. Which was, I mean... Yeah, because he was just saying, like, Nikki left her number, and, you know... I, the, the whole song Darling Nikki implies a night he had with this crazy, kinky sex fiend. Right. But and in the thing, you're like... He's singing it to his... To his girlfriend, right? Th- she's right she's there. She's just like, "What the fuck? Like, this isn't cool." <laughs> right. But in theory of the movie, she technically was with him the night before. So uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't like, know. If, how I, quick, I didn't take it as it was about mean? her. I took it as he was like trying to make her jealous. Right. Right. But I'm just saying, like, how when, when would he have time to go do that? Yeah, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? But it could have been a little bit of a time gap. Yeah. Though, maybe. Yeah. A, a day or two, or mm-hmm. you know. It was, it was, I like that song. I mean, I like the whole meaning of it. You know, I thought it was a cool, for the movie, it it tied in really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was weird to watch him on stage thrusting the floor. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he did that a lot. And then the <laughs> ladder was really cool. weird. Yeah. Just um, some random ladder. I, the first time I heard Darling Nikki was actually the Foo Fighters version of it. Yes. Which, if you haven't heard that, I would totally recommend it. And they did one. I I think I tweeted it out on the podcast Twitter. It was uh, CeeLo Green and the Foo Fighters covering Darling, Darling Nikki, where yes. CeeLo Green was singing, but the Foo Fighters were playing the song. And that's fantastic. And I've never been a CeeLo Green fan, but I'm just like, man, does he sound like Prince when he needs to. Like, Oh, yeah. Like that whole, like, yeah. <laughs> like Prince growl. He nailed it. Yeah, he, he's he nailed really it fucking good time. at that. And I think that's like kind of his claim to fame is it's like, yeah, I can do the Prince Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can just do Purple Rain right now. <laughs> um, I guess now would be a good time to play Darling Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> we, Definitely you know, we check it out. Cut in songs and uh, we never transition into them. They always just yeah. pop up randomly loud. Yeah. Yeah, I've been told they're loud. <laughs> but that's kind of a good thing now. Yeah. So – Prepare yourself. We're going to splice in Darling Nikki right here. Earbud users. <laughs> so this is Darling Nikki by Prince and the Revolution.
guess we'll we'll, we'll do the mid uh, the podcast. Uh, yeah, I ask you what your favorite song off the album was. Let's do it. So, I don't want to go with the cliche "Purple Rain" because <laughs> I've always liked that song. Like right. I, before I even knew sure, Prince you or this album. Yeah, yeah, I always thought "Purple Rain" was really cool. Um, after listening to it, though, I like "Let's Go Crazy." Yeah, that, I think that's that, my favorite. That was a big one. That's uh, I, I mine's "Darling Nikki." I think "Darling Nikki." Yeah, just. I like the aggressiveness and, and dirtiness of it. I get not dirtiness is in like sexy right. kind of stuff, but I, I like that it like feels like okay, let's make a fucking raw song. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, the rift and everything, yeah. it's just it's very recognizable. Yeah, like the intro, that it just kind of sounds like spooky. I guess I, I don't know if that's the right word, but it it's sounds eerie. unsettling. Yeah, is, is a yes. good word for it, and that, that's kind of what I mean by like the dirtiness of it. It's just it's just like what am I doing here? Right, and it almost is a complete. I guess computer blue, computer blue has that weird intro where it's just like, is yeah. the water warm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess we could uh, get into that. Uh, Lisa and Wendy, a big part of the movie, and they are they played themselves as a keyboarder and guitarist of his band. Mm-hmm. And I, as the movie was going on, I was kind of googling, who was this? Who was this? You right, know what I mean? Right. Because everyone in the movie was played by not everyone all, everyone that played an artist in the movie was an actual artist you right know what I mean? yeah yeah uh and lisa and wendy were in a band called the girl brothers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i thought was a cool little the girl uh, brothers yeah <laughs> it's an awesome name that is a good name yeah. i like that yeah and they're kind of the uh they play like the part of who he and the band doesn't get along with because mm-hmm. lisa and wendy are clearly talented but prince is like trying to hold them back almost like no you need to stand under my umbrella right whereas again back at purple rain is was their baby that's theirs I mean? and then at the end of the movie he ends up okay i'm gonna actually play your song you know it is a good song he finally admits to them right um but yeah the computer blue starts with that weird are they taking a bath or is the water warm enough shall we begin you know what i mean yeah Weird thing. <laughs> Weird Prince ask. <laughs> um so yeah, Darling Nikki was my favorite. Were there any five star yeah, songs? I, so I liked Let's Go Crazy. Uh but that's gonna be a five star. Darling Nikki obviously a five star. Mm-hmm. Um I think when doves cry, I'm gonna add. Really? Yeah. Uh, Purple Rain. Even though, like, I, I sat there and was and hyped up how good of a scene that was. It's it's just too long. It's really long. <laughs> it's just too long. For well, me. if you cut the outro, it's like. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. Almost I, four not, minutes. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I feel like that ruins the integrity of the song. It does. It takes it away. I know yeah. on Spotify there's the four minutes. Oh, from just him I yeah. think it's from his greatest hits and then there's like the, the actual album yeah. Yeah. yeah which like the radio off. edit yeah just listen to it yeah. I mean you're already there I mean yeah, he's really good like, in playing like guitar play, uh, Freebird on the radio yeah and they cut out the whole solo and I'm like fuck off like that's Why? the song yeah it's the whole fucking point yeah. of them doing it <laughs> I would the, just be like, oh, fuck me, right? The, that song in itself, Freebird, is like a movie where it's kind of like, you yeah. know, you get the, the cool intro. I'm as free as... And then it leads up to this huge crescendo. Yeah. 
<laughs> they're just like, mean? yeah, we're going to cut it. Dun, 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 free bird. <laughs> and that's like all you this, need. I'm like, oh, my God. And they cut this solo out. It's like, yeah. no, that's what makes free bird free bird. It's I hate that shit. Everything wrong with the radio right now. <laughs> and I, that's, that's kind of. I remember when we started doing this podcast, my main, not my main goal, but a really big focus of mine while editing them was I cannot, if I play a song, I have to play it the whole way through, and we can't talk over a song. That was a big rule of mine. Yeah. So when we first started doing them, what I would do is like play like a 30-second clip of a song, and then it would fade out, we would talk, and then it would fade back in right where it left off. (laughs) Right, right. And I was kind of like... Eh, like I, we're we're not talking over a song and we're not cutting out any part of the song, mm-hmm. but we're also talking right in the center of a song. It's, right. But we're not talking over it. You know, that's kind of how I was getting around it. But then I, I, as I was like listening, I'm like, I don't like doing this because I feel like, okay, we're we're kind of giving them a song, and then if they're into it or if whoever is listening is into it, we're taking away and then we're just talking. Right. And we're like, oh fuck these guys. You so maybe I mean? they're just like. I was feeling it. Yeah, a minute and then ago. You started talking, so yeah. now I'm associating that song with me with Cameron going, "Welcome back to the." <laughs> <laughs> so now, it, so it that's, takes that's away kind a of bit. that's that's why I wanted to change the format a little bit. We play a song in its entirety and then say, "Hey, this is this is what we're talking about." Uh, I, I like that more. I feel like it it holds up more, like uh, integrity of a song, absolutely aspect of it. Like we're we're leaving the song in there. If if you want to skip it, go ahead and skip it. But we also don't expect you to listen to the album beforehand. So he, here's here's what we've been listening to, right? Deal. And you can kind of I, I like it too because you're hearing about us go back and forth on it, right. and then it's right there. Yeah. So you can kind of, you know, in your mind you can just say, oh, I kind of get what they're saying yeah. because they're they're making sense. But you can also hear it too, and then it just it just ties it everything. Yeah. But yeah. So I, I was kind of. I hypocritical about it, but I was also like mad at myself. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Where you know we, because I I wanted to start the podcast with whatever we were talking about the right. song playing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So every podcast you listen to, the the intro is the first song off of the album that we're yeah. playing. But then I I, I kind of felt shitty because I'm like, ah, we we're kind of only playing 40 seconds of it. Like, why not play the whole thing? Like, who are we to give them the whole thing? Yeah. Well, I think too, like I said, it gives them a lot of. Uh, it's a little more background, and like you said, people that maybe didn't listen to the whole album, but can right. at least get like we're giving them at least three or four songs a podcast. Right? Yeah, I think we shoot for four. So you can kind of get, you know, the bulk of what we're trying to right. get here, as opposed to just hearing like you said thirty seconds. Yeah. Or you know, or like you said, hey, I really like that, but. And it's good to break up, like, us bullshitting with, you know, something entertaining. I think, yeah, I, yeah. We talk, and then we get off track, and then it's yeah. like... Like, right now we're talking, we're literally, like, meta-talking about our podcast. We're talking about the podcast you're listening to. Yeah, but during the podcast. During the podcast, it's recording. actually recording. Uh, every time. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. But I, we, I was tying it back to the whole edit of Purple Rain. Yes, 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 yes. That was yes, on Spotify. Yes. I, I don't know. It, again, I'm probably sounding pretentious, but I just feel like that completely ruins the integrity of song. Because making a nine-minute long song is a conscious decision. No, we're going to make them sit through this to get to the end or yeah. make them sit through this part because it is all one song. You know what I mean? Yes. Which I don't – I can totally be like, 
or understand being like, I'm not listening to that. That's nine minutes. I get, I, I'm the first person who would understand that. Yeah, yeah. But to say, I'm going to take the best bits out and make it a two-minute song now is it, bullshit. Like, and you're kind of spinning on the artist. Yeah, like, yeah. You said they – he went into the studio with this idea that it's going to be this long. Yeah. And the way I'm going to keep them is do this amazing guitar yeah, solo. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like you're, you're almost cheating yourself by not finishing yeah. it. Or at least giving it a shot. Because people, some people like that, though. Yeah. Some people, they live for that end of the song. Um, Green Day, who's people are going to roll their eyes at me for talking about, but I, I, like, I like Green Day. Um, they, for whatever albums I've listened to, they always seem to have like a 10-minute song. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Like I, I don't know what it is. It, it's this weird part of me that I, oh, I hate long songs. I hate long songs. Right, but right. when you make like a ten minute song that you're consciously like, all right, we have to get them to stick with this for ten minutes. Yeah. Like I, I can usually get into that because you're gonna be changing shit up. You're gonna be giving me rewards for getting through parts I don't like. You know what I mean? You're gonna be right. rewarding me with parts I do like. I think with that too. I know Tokyo Police Club has a nine minute song. It's called Argentina Part One, Part Two, Part Three, but they're different song. songs inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's it's, what Green Day does. Right. They, it's one song, but it's not. Yeah. There's different songs inside of that. Like I'm sure you've heard Jesus of Suburbia. Right. Right. But you could look at the music video that used to get played on MTV, and it was a three minute song. But Jesus of Suburbia is like a eight and a half minute song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it goes a different. And it just keeps going different routes, but it it keeps tying back to. Uh, Jesus of Suburbia. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. Land of Make Believe. <laughs> I love that song. Is that? You know I mean? Which album is that? That's American Idiot. Is that American Idiot? I think okay. so. That don't believe in me. I've heard that before. Um, yeah, it's 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 like the CD has the, the Jesus of Suburbia and then and it's below slash, it. slash, yeah. slash this, slash that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Actually, they're in the Green Day song after the first Jesus of Suburbia cuts out. It goes dun 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 dun, and then uh, lead singer Billy, I think is his name, Billy Joe or something yes, like that. Yes, Billy Joe Armstrong. He, he comes on and goes, "Dearly beloved, are you listening?" <laughs> but dun dun. So it starts again. Yeah, but going back to the old Prince thing, "Dearly beloved." That's, oh that's, that's yes, yes, yes. To, to Prince there. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Prince. Yeah. So Everyone, you found out there's a lot of people that like him. Yeah. Like, a lot of artists really dig Prince. Oh, yeah. He was definitely a uh, trendsetter. Yeah. Uh, trailblazer. Trailblazer. Eyebrow razor. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what was uh, your least favorite? Or do you have one? Uh, Yeah. They were. See, I didn't like... Computer Blue was kind of like... Yeah, weird one. It's weird and it's strange and... Um, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it anytime I listened to it. Yeah. I don't know. I was always. It, it's one of the shortest songs on there. Yeah. Which is, makes it a little bit better. But yeah, very eerie at times. Um, yeah, I could totally agree with that. Yeah, there's the a hard bit to get through after "Let's Go Crazy." I didn't like "Take Me With You." That was that's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, it starts weird with that dun 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 dun, dun and then it goes into. Meh, meh. Take me with you, know what I mean? And I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense to me. There's like a drop, yeah. yeah. And you're like, I don't know what's going on here. Why is there a drop? But yeah, take me with you, beautiful ones. I like the way beautiful ones ends. He, like, I, yeah. we were watching the movie, I turned to you and said, he's getting fed up. Yes. 
uh, and then computer blue are to me are just kind of hard to get through. Then once you get past that, uh, me personally, I got Darling Nikki, which is my favorite song. Yeah. When Doves Cry, which when is doves cry. probably my second or third favorite song. Off yeah. The album. And then I Would Die For You, which is what, like a two-minute song? Yeah. So it's like, it's psh, in give me those all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fastball right down the middle. That's a two-minute song, I'll take that any day of the week. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that mine's probably Take Me With You is my least favorite. That's your least favorite? Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of on the... Uh, the back half of the album, I, I think When Doves Cry is like the, I'm doing air quotes, but like this, the track one of side B of the album. You yeah. Know what I mean, When Doves right. Cry, which When Doves Cry is a huge song. Like it, yeah. It's hard not to have heard that. Right. I mean, you had to go out of your way to have not heard that. Exactly. That little riff there. That's just, it's just super just familiar. And again, going back to comparing it to the movie, uh, that song was playing. So there's the theme of the movie where Prince is a total douchebag, but his dad is even bigger douchebag because he hits his mom. You right. know what I mean? So Prince, anytime he comes home, he's like running in, just stop, get off of her. You know, like so it's like a big yeah. fight between his family. Yeah. Um, then Prince hits his girlfriend just right. kind of like out of instinct, like, uh, yeah. It wasn't provoked. It was just like a reaction, like "Oh, I, I need to hit you right now." Yeah, yeah. And then it plays when doves cry. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. So it, it's kind of giving you that comparison, like "Oh, Prince is realizing like that." That's kind of like where he starts realizing, "Oh, maybe I am being a douchebag." Here's the arc. That I live yeah. <laughs> and then the whole uh, lyric, you know, maybe I'm just like my father. You know, maybe I'm too demanding. Like all this stuff, kind of like, "Oh, maybe I kind of am a douchebag." Yeah. So it gives when doves cry, which I thought was a great song to stand alone on its own. It gives it that feeling of holy shit okay i can totally see where someone would be coming from writing this song right absolutely um yeah that, that, that's probably my second favorite it doesn't go on too long it's got a cool little uh riff it's there. got a cool yeah the whole song sounds good mm. straight through it's pretty good uh and it's funny because i've i when you hear prince you're like okay i can I could say he sung the song Red Corvette, Little Red Corvette, mm-hmm. and uh, but I couldn't, if you told me to sing that right now, I'd be like, dude, I have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. And, and When Doves Cry was another one. I'm like, oh yeah, he, he totally did, you know, When Doves Cry, and if someone was just like, sing When Doves Cry, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. No I just know that's one of his songs. Exactly, yeah. Um, but after here, like, once you start to hear it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is When Doves Cry. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Because now it's just so recognizable. Yeah, that was a big moment in the album, listening to it. I'm like, why does this sound so familiar? And I look what's playing like on my phone, and it's When Doves Cry. I'm like, oh, that's why it sounds so familiar. Yeah. It's fucking When Doves Cry. <laughs> I just never associated the title of that song with the actual song. Right, I mean? yeah, no, no. Um, which I feel like that should be our other song that we play. I agree. When Doves Cry. That's a good one right there. I mean, you're not going to get the same feeling we did while watching the movie and and When Doves Cry starts playing, Uh, but I would say you could probably find it on YouTube, the the scene of the movie leading up to When Doves Cry. and It's just another powerful, like we kept going back to how Purple Rain was a powerful scene. Like This is a really powerful scene where in a typical three-act story, it's like act one's kind of introducing the characters Mm -hmm. and a problem. You know what I mean? Act two is maybe uh, the characters and the problem get intertwined and they're trying to solve it in act three is kind of the crescendo ending. Yep. This is kind of the act two. Is, is yes, Dubs cry. absolutely. 
um, not only of the album, but also of the movie, I felt like. Oh, yeah. This is like the big, not the big, but like you're at that peak. Yeah, this is this points. is the false finish. This is, yes. <laughs> he kicked out He's of kicking two, out of two. And someone brought a steel chair into the ring. Here comes the running. <laughs> the fuckery is about to happen. So this is uh, When Doves Cry by Prince and the Revolution.
from when Doves Cry to I'd say the third act of the album. Yes. Um, whereas in the movie, the next song you hear is Purple Rain. Yeah. After everything's resolved. And then he comes back for the encore, encore to play I Would Die For You and Baby I'm A Star, which actually in the album appear before Purple Rain, which kind of was driving me nuts the whole time. Yeah, I didn't... I mean, don't get me wrong, the Purple Rain, the scene is incredible, yeah. but you're kind of like you could end it there. I, so, yeah, it, it, there's a weird thing in, in, I guess, in musicals specifically where mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, that's the story, but we still got some songs we could throw in and, yeah. and add another 20 minutes to the movie. You know what I mean? Those last two songs didn't add anything to the movie. It yeah. was just because he had written those last two songs that they made it into the movie. Wanted them in there, yeah. yeah. And I've I've seen plays where they've they've done that. Yeah, like you get there's the big song, but then we have oh we've got other shit too. You know what I mean? For some random reason, <laughs> and I, I think sometimes don't go. Yeah, there's, don't leave just yet. But wait, there's more. <laughs> the after credit scene is about to happen. Yeah, but it's kind of like sometimes less is more. Yeah, like I know you I, want to resolve it and wrap it all up, but like I felt like at the end, if he if it would have ended with him, him and his girlfriend, they see each other, they kiss, and then everyone's clapping for him. And he it's, runs out, and then that he he runs out into the horizon. He's done to do yeah. his encore, and and we don't know how his encore went. No idea. Yeah, they could have left. We they know everything we cared about during the movie exactly. was, was wrapped up. You could put those two songs at the end of the credits. <laughs> Which I actually thought they were gonna do. I did too, because yeah, you were like, was, "Okay, Purple Rain has to be yeah, the, the end. last one." That, there's no way it can go yeah. on after that. But and an interesting thing is, is so per the movie, like we just mentioned, uh, Purple Rain, and then he comes back and plays "I Would Die for You," then "Baby I'm a Star." Yeah, that wraps up the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Revolution without Prince is is still doing a tour. We looked this up after, which is crazy. And uh, I mean, it it is crazy, but it, when you think about it, it's uh. Lisa was backup vocals for the whole band. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. she can carry that, and then I'm sure they just, you know, someone else makes up for Prince's, like, the male voice of it, which right. is, is kind of not a dominant male voice. It, it's more of a softer male voice. So yeah. It's not even, like, the driving force of the song, even though I, I think he has a great voice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you could go on, though. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they could you couldn't go on with the whole... We are Prince and the Revolution, but you could still honor his name and, and do justice to his songs, I yeah. think, with the band they had, because that it was a very talented band. Absolutely. I think a lot about like how bands that back up like Michael Jackson's band, like how fucking good were they? I don't know who I don't even know who they are. Yeah. I, mean, no. I don't know a single person's name from the Michael Jackson band. No idea. But um like going back to the whole Bruce Springsteen thing, mm-hmm. every single person in his band is fucking beyond talented. Yeah. But like I can only name like three of them. Exactly. Yeah. There's <laughs> 19 of those guys. Yeah, yeah. We'll look at Queen. Yeah. Queen is another big one. Queen. They're just, they're it's, still going. It's just so crazy to me that like you could have, like you could dedicate your whole life to being super fucking talented at, at drums. Yeah. And then you're being Prince's drummer, making great money, but I do not know the fuck you exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> I could never pick you out of a lineup. I would totally shake your hand if I ever met you and, and tell you how great I thought you were. Yeah. But, fuck, I probably met you 17 times. In I a crowd know. of people, there's no yeah. way. It's just not happening. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're, the revolution is, is touring uh, Prince songs, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And the way they're playing their uh, encore is they're ending with Purple Rain and then doing an encore of I Would Die For You and Baby I'm A Star kind of is a little nod to the movie. Which is really cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. That would be cool to see, I think. Um, so, yeah, I Would Die For You 
total, like I said, is a fastball down the middle of the two and a half minute song or something like that. Yep. So yeah, that's why that one's easy to get through. Yeah, but oh, hey, yeah. Baby I'm a Star was was just forgettable to me. I, I don't know what it was. I think because it's sandwiched between essentially Darling Nikki, One Dove Cry, I Would Die for You, and then Purple it gets, Rain. It gets lost like in it, the shuffle. It gets lost in between those, which yeah, it's an interesting topic, I guess, for one day of like structuring an album to make certain songs stand out. Yeah, they wouldn't stand out among other songs. You right. Know what I mean, right. But still, it's kind of like. It's like a grocery store. Like, you know, yeah, you could put a bright box right in the center of the shelf. It's like, oh, sweet, this is a bright box. And then you're thinking, whatever's next to that bright box is also going to get looked at. Yeah. But no, I'm looking at this bright box. I'm not looking at the you know bland box right I, next. I to I don't it. give a shit about that yeah. other box. In my head, I'm looking at famous Amos cookies. That's that's what I meant by it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's totally the thing. But you're not looking at that other brand beside yeah. that. You give a fuck about them. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, do you have any opinion other than the Batman shit <laughs> I, on uh, Baby I'm a Star? No, that's I said it was it was forgettable, but I don't think it's a bad song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not a bad song at all. And uh, we looked it up, or yeah, while we were doing it, and Baby I'm a Star was in the it was in the original Batman first cut of the Batman movie before it got replaced with what was the movie uh, song Trust? It was Trust. But so Trust you, is just a Prince song, I believe. I don't think yeah, it's, it's with it's the just, Revolution. Oh, okay. I, I think don't know how that just, stuff works. Yeah, but. it's really weird. I thought Purple Rain was just Prince. I didn't yeah. think it was with the Revolution. I just would assume everything Prince did would be Prince in the Revolution, but maybe not. Maybe it's, yeah, it might be one of those weird... Because there's like the whole Bruce thing with Bruce and the E Street Band. The e Street and then band. there's also Bruce Springsteen albums. It's like, why wouldn't you use this fucking... They're just sitting there doing nothing. It's, they're super talented. Yeah, get up and <laughs> fucking do something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it would have been cool to maybe hear that one in that scene, like the scene I showed you yeah. when the Joker yeah, comes the through Joker the town. In the, uh, um, what? Who directed that again? It was uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah, the the Tim Burton Batman. The Joker is coming. What did you say? He's poisoning. I never it's, saw it. I'm so he, the Joker is coming through town, and he has like the gigantic. Uh, what are those called? Like the the Macy's Day Parade. Um, Floats, like the I floats, guess. yes. The floats. And the balloons are the Joker. They're like clown things. Yeah. And he's singing a song and throwing money to the to the crowd, Gotham City. Yeah. And then he starts to the balloons are filled with poison gas, and then he starts to kill the people uh, as he's okay. as he's moving his way gotcha. through the floats. So that that song would have worked it's there. Playing a Prince song. That's doing Prince song. Yeah. And and the Joker, Jack Nicholson, yeah. is dancing the whole yeah. time. Remember, it was terrifying when I was little. But going back to how we referenced uh, the elevator, yes. the Joker is the devil, the you devil. know, and, and that metaphor of the prince's eyes is going through, you know, with this charade of a beautiful thing, but he's, he's secretly killing, killing everyone everybody. that he leaves behind. <laughs> the song Trust. Yeah, Trust is a big song. Tr- for trust that. and that guy. See, he gets it. <laughs> that prince, man, he was kind of clever. Prince. <laughs> So I, I know it's not the album we're talking about, but he mm-hmm. did a whole Batman. He uh, did the soundtrack. entire Batman soundtrack. It's only like six or seven songs. Okay, I think it's fantastic. See, when I think Batman soundtrack, I think uh, "Kiss by a Rose." Yeah. On the grave. Oh yeah. Was that the same movie? No, that is Batman Forever. Okay, which that's the George is... Clooney one, right? No, that's the one before Val Kilmer. Uh, uh, Jim Carrey's the Riddler. That's not George Clooney when Jim Carrey's the Riddler. No. Um, George Clooney is Mr. Freeze in Poison Ivy. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And Emma Thurman. Okay. Dude, there's... Is that... So are they... 
you get lost in the I know that the Tim Burton know. Batman is different than yes. like the current Batman, right? But So Tim Burton's he did Batman and Batman Returns. And those are a lot darker and more uh-huh. adult oriented. With Jack Nicholson was a Joker. In Batman Returns, it's the Penguin who's Dan DeVito. I remember that. And Catwoman is um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. And then the Penguin one, people really said it was dark because of like how he did yeah. the end with the blood, and it was it was a I lot. I remember like being afraid of the Penguin as a little I'm kid, petrified because he like looked horrifying. Yeah, he's terrifying. Yeah. And then they thought, well, maybe this is a little too dark, so they wanted to make it a little more kid friendly. Right. Which is when Batman Forever. They introduced okay. Robin. They introduced yeah. Okay, so that, that's that's the one I remember as a kid. Like, yeah. I remember specifically. I had these Mister Freeze Pop Tarts. Yes. That when you'd put them in the toaster, the white uh, sprinkles on them would turn blue, and they would like have little Mister Freeze faces on them. Yep. That's like my fondest memory of that. That was yeah. That's and what they did. They give away glasses at uh, McDonald's for it that. Did was my that... apartment is currently. Yes, you have them. Those. Yeah, and they're like they're kind of dimensional. Like if you run your hand, like you could like feel. Like, there's the Batman like ridges. logo and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a Batman, there's a Robin, there's, it's um, the Riddler, and then Toothface. Okay. Because Toothface, I think Toothface might be my favorite of the villains, because the, the rim, or the cup holder, is all coins. Oh, like his When he flips, dude. it looks like he's flipping yeah. the coin. Oh, okay. So it's like... Uh, is it like the handle of the cup? Yeah, the okay. handle is like... Um, the one side's obviously it's a, it's a double sided coin he has, mm-hmm. but the one side the face is xed out, oh. and that's how he. But it's it's it literally goes in a in a little circle around. It's pretty cool. That's badass. Yeah, but that was that's the that's the Batman that I think of is yeah. the, the Tim Burton like the real dark. Which Prince does fit a lot of those. Yeah. Like it, the some of the songs on there are cheesy, like mm. really cheesy, but other ones are like fantastic. Yeah. Like I think it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely can create an unsettling tone, like we saw with Darling Nikki. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Or with the intro to Computer Blue. Which was, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But then there's also, like, that moment of hope. And this is a fucking segue into Purple Rain. See? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, we... We talked about Purple Rain the whole time. Mm. I don't think there's anything else to be said unless you have anything. We, we did good on Purple Rain. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I can't say enough good things yeah. about it. So, I, I mean, we're going to leave you with a cut off of <laughs> this is, Purple, Rain, yes. Purple Rain to play us out. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck yeah, it, yeah. we'll do it live. But while you're listening to this, imagine, all right, so this dude's dad just killed himself. Yeah. Per the movie, we don't know anything. Yeah. We don't know. He I watched know. it though. Yeah, he, he was like, he came downstairs and saw yeah, it. He saw it. He flicked the light on and heard a gunshot and found his dad dead. Yep. Then his, you know, him and his girlfriend fight. So he breaks out the guitar. His girlfriend got him for the first time and, and plays it on stage. And this is, you know, he's uh, not sure if they're going to keep him there or not. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's that's gonna another get fired. thing. I never brought that up. Is he was warned if you don't kill it tonight, we're not having you back. Yeah. And he fucking that's so it's just, just everything destroyed. was on the line. Yep. You know what I mean at that moment in time. Yeah. Um and then also his band members were they're pissed at him and they're like, Hey, we have this cool sound we want you to use and he rejected them the whole time and he finally uses it to save his career, to save his relationship, to honor his father. Keep All that. in one <laughs> and eight one, minute forty one <laughs> seconds. In one short eight minute and forty second <laughs> song. <laughs> uh so uh 
fuck it. We'll do it live. Yes. Uh, and Chris brought up a good point. We forgot to say what we're doing next week. It's going to be Yay by Kanye West. Yeah. 